like to welcome each one along this evening to our midweek meeting, uh, taking the form tonight of a deputation meeting on behalf of the Christian School in Uganda. We know that the weather tonight is not favourable, and so we appreciate you making the effort to be here. And we also welcome those that are joining us online tonight, and we trust that our service will be a blessing even to your heart this evening. We're going to commence with the hymn number 80. If you're using the hymn book, the words will also be on the screen. Once in Royal David's city stood a lowly cattle shed where a mother led her baby in a manger for his bed. We're going to stand together as we sing, and we're all in the choir tonight, and we want you all to sing out your very best as on to the Lord.
going to unite together now in prayer. And let us just take that moment to still our hearts together, to come before the throne of grace. Let us pray earnestly that the Lord himself will draw near to our hearts this evening. Our Heavenly Father and our gracious God, we do praise thee that we can come before thy presence this evening, our And we thank thee, our Father, for thy goodness and mercy that even finds us here gathered this evening. We thank thee, our Father, for traveling mercies and bringing each one to the house of the Lord. And we thank thee, our Father, for the promise that even where two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou hast said, There am I in the midst of them, and that to bless And, O Lord, we ask for thy blessing to be upon us, even from the very outset of our gathering tonight. Thou wouldst move, O God, by the power of thy Spirit, and even draw us each one afresh out after thyself in that attitude of prayer. And we ask, O God, that thou wouldst so give to us that spirit of prayer and of supplication, that we would know the drawing near of God the Holy Spirit, and as we would sing thy praise, as we would open up the scriptures together, that it would prove, O God, to be the means of grace to our hearts, and that thou would strengthen us tonight in the Lord our God. We do thank thee, our Father, for the hope of the gospel. We thank thee that we have been begotten again unto a lively hope We do thank thee, our Father, for the blessed hope of the glorious appearing of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And we do thank thee that the hope that we have is both sure and certain, and which entereth into that within the veil. And, O Lord, grant to us that fresh assurance tonight, that good hope of the gospel through grace, and that it might prove to be that means of blessing to each and every one that is gathered here. We rejoice, O God, tonight in thy salvation. We thank thee for the cleansing power of the Saviour's precious blood. No, Lord, as we would come tonight to plead the merits of the Saviour's blood before the throne of grace, do be pleased, O God, to hear our cry tonight and to descend upon us each one, we pray. We do thank thee for thy servant that has come uh, to conduct the meeting tonight, and we do thank thee, our Father, for bringing him here safely. We do thank thee for his work of faith and for his labor of love for thee, even concerning the mission field. And we thank thee, our Father, for the work of God in Uganda, and even for the school, and for the progress that has been made already, and Lord, for the provision that has come in to support the school. And we ask, O God, that that work might continue to be established to the glory and to the praise of our Lord and Saviour. And for each one, O God, that has labored there, and for those that would be there at this very time, Lord, encourage their hearts and strengthen their hand in the battle, and be pleased, their Father, to go before them and to prepare the way. We thank thee for every boy and girl and for every young person that would attend the school, and we ask our Father that they would be grounded in the things of God 
and that many of them would come savingly to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're looking to thee, O God, tonight, that thou wouldst draw near as we would hear thy word, as we would hear the report and watch the presentation. May it come, O God, with a challenge to our hearts this evening, and we would be burdened to uphold the work there before the Lord in prayer. We do ask our Father even for closer to home. We do pray for those tonight who need that special touch in body. There are some, O God, who are in hospital this evening, and we ask, O God, that thou wouldst draw near even to their heart, and that thou wouldst be pleased, O God, to so uh, answer prayer concerning them, that very soon the way would be opened uh, for them to come home from hospital. There are others, O God, who are in care, those who are dependent upon the help of others, uh, those even shut in to their own homes this evening. Lord, draw near to each one of them, and may they know that underneath and round about are the everlasting arms of the Saviour. Father, hear our prayer, and do abide with us now. Do our hearts good together. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. We're going to sing another of the carols. It's number 76 from the book, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. We're having, if you like, uh, the choir practice this evening uh, for the services on the next Lord's Day. So let's sing out our very best as we praise the Lord.
as we take our seats together, I want to thank you each one once again for being here tonight. And as we announced on the Lord's Day, it is a deputation on behalf of Emmanuel Christian School in Uganda. And of course, that's under the mission board of our church. And they do have a subcommittee to oversee the work in Uganda. And our brother, the Reverend David McMillan, is the chairman of that subcommittee. And so he's been conducting deputations on behalf of the work there. And we're glad to welcome him tonight to Hillsborough. And in spite of the weather, he's made it all the way from Armagh tonight. And so we appreciate him making the effort to be here. As our brother comes, he's going to open the scriptures and then bring to us a presentation of the work. Thank you, brother. We do appreciate very much the kind and warm words of welcome uh, given by the Reverend Kenny. We're glad uh, to be with you in Hillsborough tonight for this special uh, deputation meeting. We appreciate your presence on such a very wintry and inclement evening. I was thinking just as we were singing the carols that uh, your minister has been out in Uganda. Uh, he was out in 2017. That was at the time that the uh, school was officially taken over uh, by our presbytery. There was a delegation that was sent out to represent the board and the presbytery. And the Reverend Kenny was the representative of the board, or sorry, of the, of the presbytery. Uh, he was then the chairman of the the Finance Committee. So we did enjoy his fellowship. He's had a little experience of the work there in Uganda. And we travelled over into Kenya at that time as well. And uh, the Reverend Kenny, Dr. John McKnight, and myself, we preached at a, at a pastor's conference. It was one of the first pastor's conferences uh, that was organised by the board. That was uh, held in Kakamega, uh, there in the land of, of Kenya. Uh, Mr. Ken and I were both on the back of a Boda Boda uh, together. A Boda Boda is a, a motorbike taxi. They're very common in Africa. And sometimes you see uh, more than two people on the back. You can see up to five people on a motorbike at, at any one time. So that was a wee bit like Moses at the burning bush. It, it was come aside and see this, this great sight. So we're very glad to be with you. We appreciate the opportunity uh, to represent the work in Uganda. We pray the meeting tonight will be a blessing and a challenge uh, to your heart. I'm going to turn you in the scriptures to uh, Matthew chapter 9. We're going to read a few verses together. Uh, We'll read from the verse 36, Matthew 9 verse 36. And uh, we're going to read down into chapter 10, uh, down as far as verse 7. And we pray that The Lord will speak to us even through his word, as it is read to us this evening. So let's hear the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 9, the verse 36. It says of the Savior, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. 
And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Ending there, we know the Lord will add his blessing tonight uh, to the public reading of his word. The final two verses of, of chapter 9, I'll emphasize them to you. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. We're very thankful to your minister, to the church here, uh, for the opportunity to come along to your midweek service, uh, to represent especially the Emmanuel Christian School in Uganda. It's a work that is uh, dear to our hearts. Uh, Mr. George McConnell and I were the first representatives of the board uh, to go out to visit the school in Uganda. Uh, That's more than eight and a half years ago now, back in the spring of uh, 2014. So we've had an involvement with the school there, as far as our own presbytery is concerned, right from uh, the very beginning. Just to highlight that uh, the mission board now has uh, four subcommittees. The work is growing so much it gives you an idea just of the amount of business there is in overseeing uh, all of the the missionary work of our denomination. Uh, There's a subcommittee for Kenya, Uh, The Reverend Harris, the former chairman of the board, remember that the Harrises were previously missionaries in Kenya. Our brother well suited to chair that subcommittee. Uh, There's an Asian subcommittee. Uh, The Reverend David Brown from the Larne Church uh, is now the chairman. Uh, Previously it was the Reverend Park. The most recent is uh, the Home Mission Subcommittee, uh, overseeing the work here in the province, uh, all of our Home missionaries, the Reverend Garth Wilson uh, from the Sandown Church chairs uh, that subcommittee. And then the UOS, it was the first that was set up. Uh, whenever the, uh, the board took over the work in Uganda, and because of the, the volume of work that was required just in overseeing it and continuing that, it was felt that there was the need for uh, a subcommittee. There was so much business that was coming into the board, it was almost taking over. Uh, the board meeting at that time. So we have the work, uh, the responsibility uh, for the missionary work in Uganda and especially uh, at Emmanuel. And we value your prayers 
uh, for all of those aspects, all of those uh, subcommittees and the work uh, in which uh, they're involved. I want to encourage you tonight uh, to read. It's good for Christians to read. Uh, Sadly, because of uh, all of the modern gadgets and technology, uh, the televisions and so on, we don't read maybe as much as we should. Uh, So much time can be absorbed in all of those other things. So let me encourage you to read. Whenever we were in South Wales, we went in to speak in the the secondary school at, at the school assembly. At the time that we were addressing the assemblies there, they had a reading program for the children. They called it DEAR, D-E-A-R. It stood for drop everything and read. The teachers there were concerned about the children. Too much time been spent on the computers, the computer games, the television and so on. Not enough time been spent in reading and study every day. So they wanted them to adopt that reading program. And it would be good for us as Christians to follow that every day as well. Drop everything and read. There should be a time every day that that's what you do, especially to drop everything and read the Word of God. But there's books that we should read in addition uh, to the Scriptures. I want God did through them. We should never lose sight of that. That should always be uh, our focus. Can I emphasize to you tonight uh, the land of Uganda, the biographies especially that you should be thinking of and reading? James Hannington, he was the first uh, bishop of equatorial East Africa, went out there as a young man. In fact, James Hannington was martyred in Uganda uh, for the cause of the gospel, gave his life. His dying words were reported to tell Mwanga he was uh, the king of the ancient kingdom of Uganda. That's where our school is situated, where the mission station in Uganda is situated. He said, tell Mwanga that I have bought the road to Uganda with my own blood, laid down his life for the spread of the gospel uh, there in that land. There was a man called James Pilkington. He came from an aristocratic family in southern Ireland, was very well educated. In fact, when he went to Uganda, he saw a move of God. There was a breath of the Lord that came down upon uh, the land. He went out to Coombe Island in Lake Victoria, gave himself to prayer, and the, the power of God came down upon them. The thing that Pilkington is especially uh, remembered for is the translation of the Bible into the Luganda language. That's not the only language spoken in Uganda. Uh, all teaching is to be done in English. That's a throwback to the days when Britain ruled uh, Uganda. It's the law of the land that all education should be carried out in English. Some would speak a little Swahili, some of the tribal languages, but Luganda is spoken by over 8 million people in that region. It's the main language again in the kingdom of Uganda uh, where the Emmanuel Mission Station is. And George Pilkington was one of the main people that translated the Word of God into the Luganda language. The first complete copy of the scriptures in Luganda was known as the Biscuit Tin Bible. There was biscuits that were sold at that time and the Bible just fitted nicely into the the Biscuit Tin and it helped for uh, transportation. You can actually find on the the website of the the Library of Congress in the United States of America, they have a, a very good article about the Biscuit Tin Bible, the translation 
of the Word of God into Uganda. The man especially I want you to think of with me tonight is Alexander Murdoch uh, Mackay. When I saw the news this morning and that that place, Braemar, way up there in Aberdeenshire, was the coldest place in the country, that's where Alexander Murdoch Mackay came from, way up there in uh, Aberdeenshire, the northern part of Scotland. He was a son of uh, the manse, and uh, he went on to be a, a mightily used missionary in the land of Uganda. In fact, Henry Morton Stanley, remember Stanley was the, the journalist uh, that found David Livingstone in Africa. Whenever uh, Murdoch Mackay died, Henry Morton Stanley said that Mackay was the greatest missionary since David Livingstone. So that's quite a reference. That's quite a, a recommendation. Alexander Murdoch Mackay said that his heart burned for the deliverance of Africa. That one statement alone, it gives you a little sense just of the burden for souls, the burden for, for the lost, those that were in great spiritual darkness in that land at that particular time. He was given a name by the Ugandans, Mazungo Wakaze. It meant white man of work. Even those national people in Uganda, way back then in the 19th century, they could see how industrious, how zealous, how earnest he was. He had a reputation for, for a man that wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty, to get involved in the work, how much work he was able to do in the space of a day or in the space of a week. Mackay died suddenly, died very quickly, died at just 40 years of age. That's a challenge to us all of how short our time is. He died from malaria. He uh, took ill from malaria and within three or four days he was called unexpectedly uh, from this scene uh, of time. But he left his mark for God that we remember men and women uh, to this very day. And that's a great challenge to all of us to leave our mark for the Lord uh, upon this world. Let me tell you how Murdoch Mackay was called uh, to missionary work. Whenever Stanley came back from his travels in Africa, he came back with a message from King Matessa, the king of Buganda. And the message was this, Uganda wanted missionaries. That was the message that the, the king of Buganda sent back with Henry Stanley to the United Kingdom. Uganda wanted missionaries. And brethren and sisters, that's still the same. That's still the case uh, today. I bring that same message some 150 years later. I bring that same message to Hillsborough Free Presbyterian Church tonight. Uganda wants, Uganda needs missionaries. And I want to urge you uh, to pray this evening uh, to that end. Pray earnestly. As the Savior exhorts us here, Pray that the Lord will send forth laborers into that great harvest field. You think of the souls of the continent of Africa. 1.3 billion souls or thereabouts. It's hard to picture that, hard just to, to grasp that in your heart and in your mind. Think of the, the population of Uganda itself. Some 46 million souls. 
You know that Africa or that Uganda has the world's youngest population. Of that 46 million people, uh, half of them are under the age of 14. 2.5 million of them are orphans. There's a challenge in itself, a work to be done among those orphans, the, the vast majority of them being orf- made orphans as a result of AIDS. So there's a great need, brethren and sisters, there's a great work in bringing the gospel to that continent and especially the land of Uganda. We sometimes sing the chorus, untold millions, they're still untold. We could modify that, amend it a little. The reality tonight is that untold billions. Remember that just about a month ago, the 15th of November, according to the United Nations and a report that they brought out, the world's population passed for the first time the 8 billion mark. So just take a moment, just pause, and think that out across the face of the earth tonight, there are 8 billion souls and more, 8 billion and counting, and untold billions are still untold. Untold billions still outside the fold. So I urge to you, I stress men and women, the land of Uganda, Uganda wants and needs missionaries in order to reach those lost souls for Christ with the message of the gospel. Can I ask you tonight, are you willing to be a missionary? Are you willing to surrender your life? Willing to train, go to the Whitfield College, prepare yourself for the work of God and then go out, go out to Uganda or some other land if the Lord guides and leads you in that direction. You know, at the time that Mackay surrendered his life, he was living in Germany, just outside the the city of Berlin. He had a very good job. He had a very good salary. He had great prospects. He had a great career ahead of him. He was a very able, very competent uh, engineer. But when God called him, he gave it all up. And he placed it all on the altar, surrendered everything on the altar in obedience to the call of God to give his life, give his life to missionary work in Uganda. So impress it on your hearts, men and women. The message that Henry Morton Stanley brought back those many years ago, Uganda wants missionaries. And I want to ask you to consider the question, would you follow the example of Mackay? Will you dedicate your life? Will you surrender yourself? Will you surrender your career to be a missionary of the cross, maybe in Africa, maybe in Uganda? The Lord says, son or daughter, go work today in my vineyard. That's the challenge of God. The Lord needs workers. He's saying to go. Remember that the Great Commission is not the only place that you find that command for us to go forth to do a work for, Lord, for the Lord, to, to spread abroad the message of the gospel. And he says, go work today. Remember, today is the day that any of us, the only day that any of us is sure of. You've been halting, holding back uh, long enough. Go work today. Remember the challenge of old Joshua to the children of Israel at the end of his days. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. 
So I want to bring that challenge. You need to make a choice as far as your future. Be sure that you're in the will of God, that you're doing what the Lord wants you to do. Will you obey the call as Mackay did those many years ago? Another biography that is very profitable to read is the story of Samuel Zwemer. He was a, an American from a Dutch background. He was a missionary to the Muslims. He became known as the Apostle of Islam. Let me tell you one of the details that led Samuel Zwemer to give his life uh, to missionary work. During a senior year uh, at college, it was the Hope College there in the Michigan region of the United States, a young man called Robert Wilder uh, came to speak at some meetings, some Christian meetings in the college for the young people. Robert Wilder was one of those who was used, along with D.L. Moody, to found what was known as the, the student volunteer movement. And he came to hold meetings especially to present to those young people the great need of laborers for the mission field. And as Robert Wilder spoke that night, he had a map of India on the platform uh, beside him. India held a special place in Robert Wilder's heart. He had been born in India. In fact, his father, who had a very unusual name, his father was called the Reverend Royal Wilder. I know that uh, you're now called Royal Hillsborough. Well, he was the Reverend Royal Wilder, an American missionary to the land of India. And while he was serving there, his son Robert was born. So he set a map of India uh, on the platform. And beside the map of India, there was a metronome. Those of you that have learned a little of the piano know the metronome is the fellow that sits on the top of the piano to help you keep the time. Well, he set the metronome so that every time it clicked, it represented a soul dying without Christ as their saviour. Think again of those eight billion souls. So as Robert Wilder spoke that night, and he made the great challenge of the need of workers to go and spread the light of the gospel. Samuel Zwemer was so challenged, so deeply affected in that meeting that night of the thought of souls being lost that he made this pledge. God helping me, I purpose to be a foreign missionary. So I want to ask you tonight, those in the meeting, those listening to the live stream, as you think of souls dying, Thousands, millions, dying without Christ as their Savior. Think even of how many have perished without Christ even since this meeting began just a, a very few minutes ago. I pray that that may touch your heart this evening so that you will do what Samuel Zwemer did those many years ago, that you will pledge yourself and pledge your life to be a missionary of the gospel. C.T. Studd, remember one of England's most famous cricketers, then went on to be a missionary himself. He was one of the Cambridge Seven, seven young men from Cambridge University. They went out to China to labor with C.T. Studd. Then he spent a little bit of time as a missionary in India. The greatest part of his missionary labors was spent in Africa, in what is now known as the Congo. He founded what was called Ham, or the Heart of Africa, Mission. C.T. Studd died uh, out there in the Congo. He wrote a little poem during his lifetime. 
Many in the meeting may not be familiar with the poem, but I'm sure that there's most people in this service tonight know at least two lines that's repeated in every verse of that poem. Let me quote the first verse to you. Two little lines, he said, I heard one day while traveling along life's busy way, bringing conviction to my heart and from my mind would not depart. Only one life will soon be past, and it's only what's done for Christ that will last. We need workers, brethren and sisters. We need missionaries. May God give you a burden to pray. May God even give some of you a burden to go. But I urge you, as we're in a midweek prayer meeting, I urge you especially tonight to pray for laborers for East Africa. Pray for missionaries, particularly as we're here to represent Uganda. The Lord says, pray ye there for the Lord of the harvest. It's his work, it's his harvest. This is the way that you solve the problem of a lack of labors, whether at home or abroad. You, you spread it out before the Lord. You make it a matter of prayer. And I appeal tonight for your prayers, uh, for the work there at the Emmanuel Mission Station in the Salo, Uganda. And I appeal especially for your prayers for laborers, for missionaries. The harvest is plenteous. The Lord has opened a great and an effectual door to us. There's great potential if we had the workers uh, to carry on and open up other aspects of that work. Let me tell you this, just as I finish before we come to the film. There's an American missionary of the 19th century, a lady. Her name was uh, Lottie Moon, Charlotte uh, D. Moon. Some of you may have heard of Lottie Moon. She was quite a wild wee woman, as we would say in Northern Ireland, whenever she was at school. I encourage you to read the story of uh, some of the things that she did. It was a boarding school uh, that, that, that she went to. She didn't like the bells ringing. First bell rang in the morning at seven o'clock to get them out of bed. So one day, one year, on April Fool's Day, she pulled the sheets of her bed and climbed the bell tower and lapped her sheet round the knocker on the bell so that it wouldn't ring at seven o'clock. So nobody got up that morning, threw the whole schedule of the school into disarray. She got herself into a wee bit of trouble, of course. One day, she was sitting at the dinner table, and one of her, her friends at school asked her uh, what her middle name was, Lottie D. Moon. She says, devil. Well, it didn't stand for devil at all, but it's just an indication of the sort of girl that she was. It stood for Diggs, which was a, a name that ran on the family. But God saved Lottie Moon. They, they were praying for Lottie to be saved, and one day she came into the prayer meeting and it was a wee bit like Acts chapter 12 when they were praying for Peter to be released. When he came and stood knocking at the door, they couldn't believe that he was at the door. Well, they couldn't believe that Lottie Moon was in the prayer meeting. One Sunday, the pastor made an appeal for missionaries. And she, she thought about that and she was praying about it. And as she was praying about it, a voice spoke to her and said, You go. It spoke so clearly that she thought somebody was standing behind her. And then she realized it was the Lord. 
that was speaking uh, to her heart. And, and you can imagine her reaction. Me? Go to be a missionary? Well, she did go to China and labored there with great blessing uh, for 40 years. What, what a work she did for God. And you know, brethren, and sisters, sometimes that's what the Lord does. In fact, that's what the Lord did here. He told these disciples to, to pray the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. And then if you think of what we read in the, the next chapter, he, he said, uh, it says, these 12 Jesus sent forth. So the very men that he told to pray, they were the ones that he sent forth. And maybe that's what the Lord sent to you tonight. As you have been praying for laborers, he says, you go. You be a laborer, maybe here in the home church. Or maybe the Lord wants you to go to one of the great mission fields of the earth. The truth is that sometimes we hide behind our prayers. It's good, it's good to pray. But remember, the Lord wants us to do more uh, than pray. Mr. Paisley used to speak of putting legs to our prayers. And I challenge you tonight, men and women, we need your prayers we, we need you to pray for the work, but we pray the Lord will speak and we need others to go. And maybe you're the very person the Lord wants to go to labor uh, for him. So we'll ask the brethren if they'll show the film uh, to you. We pray it's a blessing. Uh, after the film is over, I, I will uh, give you just a, a few updates and, uh, and some prayer requests. Thank you. One of the great pioneer missionaries to Uganda in the 19th century was the Scotchman Murdoch Mackay. The last article that he wrote before his sudden death was on the vital question of how is Africa uh, to be evangelized. One answer uh, to that vital question is to reach the children of that vast continent with the message of the gospel. And in recent years, the Lord has opened to us in the mission board a great door of opportunity uh, to reach especially the children of Uganda with the message of the gospel. Uganda is a landlocked country with a tropical climate that sits right on the equator in East Africa. Winston Churchill described it as the Pearl of Africa. It is a very significant fact 
that Uganda has the world's youngest population, with 50% of its nearly 43 million citizens being under the age of 14. In 2014, a door opened for the Mission Board to take over the witness at the Emmanuel Mission Station. And the Lord's work there at Emmanuel includes the ministry of both the church and the Christian school. Our primary objective is to see a strong church established in the area. And the Emmanuel Church is a busy outreach centre. The main activities of the church are two Lord's Day services, an afternoon Sunday school, and a Sunday afternoon outreach in the local community. There is also a midweek prayer meeting and Bible study. It is our desire through all these activities that the souls of many Ugandans will be won to Christ and then develop spiritually in their walk with God. We have also a vision to see other churches and Sunday schools planted in the local area and throughout Uganda. In addition, we have a burden to train young Ugandans who have shown a desire to serve the Lord and to send them forth to preach the gospel. In 2019, a group of young people from our churches in Balamoni and Macrofelt went out to Emmanuel to conduct a vacation a Bible school. They had put a lot of effort into planning and preparation and also prayer uh, for those meetings. And that prayer was answered in a tremendous way. Uh, the Lord came down. There was a real move of God uh, in the school at that particular time. Uh, every day children were being spoken to uh, at the meetings as the Lord's servants uh, presented uh, the gospel. In total, a hundred children were counseled uh, for salvation. So this was a really special time of blessing at the Emmanuel School. The Emmanuel School was started in 2004 with just 16 children. But the Lord has blessed the work in a remarkable way. And now there is almost 400 children enrolled at the school. There are over 100 children in the nursery department, nearly 230 children in the primary school, and almost 60 young people in the secondary school. The mission station was officially reopened under the auspices of the Free Presbyterian Mission Society Africa at a special meeting on the 30th of April 2017. Shortly afterwards, the mission board was successful in obtaining NGO status in Uganda, which allows us to operate our own activities in the country. In answer to prayer, the Lord faithfully provided the missionary personnel needed for this work. Stephen and Ruth Miller went for three years and helped to establish the work on the ground. They have now returned to Northern Ireland. 
And we ask you to pray that the Lord will send another laborer to fill the vacant pulpit at Emmanuel. After 17 years of dedicated service in Kenya, Miss Noreen McAfee felt called uh, to move to Emmanuel to take up the role of principal. Miss McAfee has a very heavy responsibility at Emmanuel as she oversees the three departments of the school and also the work of our 32 members of staff. It was very hard to leave Kenya, but I knew in my heart that the Lord was leading me to Uganda. I had already visited Emmanuel a couple of times, so I had some idea of the work that lay ahead. In some respects, school is school wherever you go, but of course each situation is unique. You have new missionaries, new staff, new parents and new pupils to meet. And the Lord has graciously added to each of these groups in the past few years. At Emmanuel, we largely follow the national curriculum for Uganda, which offers maths, English, science, RE and social studies at primary level. The secondary and social studies are then divided into individual subjects when the students move into the secondary department. A typical day starts with morning assembly at 7.30 and classes begin at 8 and run through until 4.30 when we have our afternoon assembly. It's a long day but it's broken up with a cup of maize porridge at morning break and some maize, beans and cabbage for lunch with meat and fruit on certain days. The school feeding programme is a real lifeline for the children since food is scarce in many homes. On Saturdays we have morning lessons and then some chores and sports sessions to enjoy. While most of our students are day scholars, we do have over 90 in the boarding department. They are mostly older children in the examination classes, but we also have some who come from a distance or from very difficult home situations. They stay with us throughout the term and then we organise for them to go to a home for the holidays, even if that means giving support to the household. Most of our families can only afford a small contribution towards the cost of the child's education and some can pay nothing at all. Many need assistance with items such as stationery, uniform and boarding supplies too as we try to teach them some basic hygiene. Sickness is never far away and often we have to step in to see that our children and others in the community get the medical care and attention they need. That is the reality of working in a poor and needy area. We are grateful to all who give us both prayerful and practical support. We really couldn't do it without you and we trust that the Lord will reward you abundantly. We're also grateful to the Lord for his grace and mercy in every aspect of school life. We've already presented three classes for the primary leaving and O-level examinations and we thank God for helping our candidates to pass well, some of them with distinction. The students have also done well in games with some teams participating up to national level. We've been able to appoint head teachers 
for both the primary and secondary departments and a social worker for our orphaned and vulnerable children's programme. We've also appointed a school management committee with representatives of the mission board, school staff, parents and local community. The primary school licensing process has been completed and we are awaiting final approval of our application for full registration. There is still much work to be done, but whatever has been accomplished is undoubtedly the Lord's doing, and it is marvellous in our eyes. In order to meet the requirements of the education authorities in Uganda, a lot of work was required on the buildings uh, to bring them up to standard. It was a great encouragement to the mission board when Mr. Andrew Foster heard the call to come over into Uganda and help us and to devote his many building skills to further the work of the gospel there. One of the biggest things that we had to do for the local government at the school was to update the uh, toilet facilities and it was quite a big undertaking and so we ended up uh, digging away down into the ground over five metres and uh, creating a, about a 90,000 litre uh, tank uh, for the sewage and there was a team who came out to help with that and uh, it was really important that they came, it really helped us and encouraged us and it was great for camaraderie sense as well. That was probably one of the highlights of uh, the three years just to to work with the team from home, those who love the Lord and really want to see the Lord's work progress for his great name's sake. When I arrived, one of the first things that we did was renovate the old kitchen. Uh, Salonga the cook uh, worked in terrible conditions. It was cooking over really a couple of open fires inside a, a, a decent sized room. The kitchen now has a new roof, uh, four stoves, tile floor, somewhere for the chef to cut things and uh, get ready, get the food ready. Uh, I'm pleased that we were able to do that uh, and the thing looks completely different now and he, he really enjoys working in there which is great. The water harvesting project was uh, a big one, uh, one that we really enjoyed. Previously um, there was some guttering there and they were trying to collect some water uh, but really it wasn't maximising the potential that we had and so we want to thank the churches, those that helped uh, sponsor new tanks and uh, for those that even come out and helped uh, me put the, the new guttering up. It's just a massive difference and uh, I hope the children will use it wisely and yeah, it'll help support the water well that we have as well on site. Originally all the, the rubbish and waste on site was just been thrown into a hole in the ground and um, so we decided that uh, we would get something built that would uh, burn uh, all the rubbish of site that, was, that we needed to get rid of basically. And um, yeah, it was a project that I enjoyed and some of the children even helped me with it, uh, which was really nice. As the school continues to grow, we do need more space and uh, one of the things that uh, the mission board came up with was to uh, buy a container and so we have renovated one there recently. The container arrived bare shell and from there really it was a matter of cutting windows and doors into it, uh, putting the floor in, getting it all painted up and then we made some shelving for it. Something that uh, would mean that we didn't have to put walls into it to divide it up uh, but would give us flexibility even for the future if we needed it for uh, a different purpose. It is now four offices. It will look after Hannah, Noreen, 
and the two head uh, teachers that we have on site. And um, as the school grows, we need to develop and expand and uh, solve some of the logistic problems that we do have there at school. The amount of work that Andrew has completed over the last three years has been absolutely amazing. In addition to all of this work, a bore well was drilled at the school to provide clean drinking water for the staff and children. This meant that the children no longer had the long walk every day to the swamp to fill jerry cans, and they are now drinking clean water. These two factors have made a massive difference to their lives. A play park was also erected to give the children some recreational facilities at break times. As a result of the generosity of the Lord's people, from time to time we are able to provide some special gifts for the children. These gifts include clothes, shoes and boots, sports equipment and sports kits. As road conditions can often be difficult and treacherous, good and reliable vehicles are essential. Our first vehicle in Uganda was the second-hand Toyota Landy. It has served us well for a number of years, and Andrew has kept it in very good condition. But in 2019, it became evident to the board that an additional new vehicle was required. And through the generous giving of many believers, a new Toyota Hilux was purchased. To all who contributed so liberally to this appeal, we want to express our sincere thanks. There are two main villages in the area around the mission station. These are Nisalu and Chimbala, with a total of approximately 600 families. Most of these people are very poor, and we want to help them practically as much as possible. As a result of a missionary council project in 2019, a community bore well was provided for each of these villages. The wells were dedicated at special services that were used as a means of outreach to the local community. Another way that we have been able to give considerable help to these two communities is through support from the Mission Board's Emergency Aid Fund. On three separate occasions in 2020, through the coronavirus pandemic, food and other essential provisions has been given to help the families in these villages. A big challenge that we were presented with was to produce gospel literature in the Luganda language. Luganda is the main language spoken in the area around Emmanuel by approximately eight and a half million people. During the COVID lockdown, three of our secondary school teachers devoted a lot of time to translation work for us. They translated all five of the mission board's children's tracks, 
Dr. Alan Kearns' greatly used booklet, A New Beginning, and a new adult tract entitled, Stop Trying to Save Yourself. This literature was printed for us by Pepper Collective and shipped by Every Home Crusade to Uganda. Every Home Crusade is also providing us with 5,000 copies of the Gospel of John in Uganda. This literature will be of great help to our missionaries in their outreach program in the local area. As you can see, a tremendous amount has been accomplished with your help and support in a very short space of time. And we want to take this opportunity to say a big thank you to everyone who has helped us to advance the cause of the gospel at Emmanuel. To those who have gone to supply the pulpit and also those who have been part of the various work teams to install the solar power, to renovate the missionary accommodation, to build the toilet block, to help install the water harvesting, and who have been involved in installing the mains electric, also to several of our churches that have financed various vital projects. We thank you all sincerely for laboring with us. Now, as we look to the future, we have a great vision, a vision to see every area of the work expanded and developed. Let me stress that we need your help as we seek to continue this great ministry in the future. First and foremost, we need your prayers. Let me ask you to pray for our missionaries and staff and for all that goes on at both the Emmanuel Church and School. Also pray for me as the chairman of the Ugandan Oversight Subcommittee and all the members of that committee who give so much of their time to labour along with the board to advance the Lord's work in Uganda. The work at Emmanuel is great. There is the supporting of our missionaries, overseeing all the activities of the church, the welfare of our 32 staff and almost 400 children, the management of the Ugandan NGO and providing practical help for the local community. For all of these responsibilities and more, we need your earnest prayers for the Lord's direction and provision. Prayer cards are available. Please take one to remind you to pray for the work at Emmanuel. It takes approximately a thousand pounds a week to keep the Emmanuel School running. Therefore, we also earnestly appeal for your financial support. Gifts can be given through offerings at deputation meetings. Also, gifts can be sent directly to our mission board office. Flyers have been printed with all the details of where to send your donation. In addition, gifts can now be given by using the donate button on the mission board website. One vital way that you can help to support the work of the school is through our child sponsorship program. It costs £120 per year to sponsor one child. Many individuals, churches, Sunday schools, children's meetings, youth fellowships, ladies' meetings and even businesses are sponsoring children at Emmanuel. 
This sponsorship makes a massive difference to the lives of the children. An annual sponsorship newsletter is sent to all our sponsors to bring them updates of how their support has benefited the children. Because of your support, much has been done for the Lord in Uganda. The witness of a church is being maintained. A whole community is being evangelized and educated. Gospel literature has been printed. Facilities have been improved. The community has been supported. But much more remains to be done. Therefore, in closing, as you consider the work at Emmanuel, let me exhort you all, in the words of the Saviour, to lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Uh, we do deputations for the school whenever the missionaries uh, go around and do their own deputations, like Miss McAfee. Uh, the reason for that is that uh, the, the missionaries raise their own support uh, for their salary and expenses from week to week and year to year. Uh, the mission board itself undertook uh, to raise all the money that was necessary for uh, the running of the school, uh, including all of the capital projects. Uh, the figure that was given, I'll mention that in a moment, for the, the, the running costs uh, from week to week. So the board's raising all of that money. But then in addition to that, any building work, any expansion that is carried out, the board is also uh, seeking to raise separately those funds uh, itself. I want to thank you here in Hillsborough for your very generous support of the ministry in Emmanuel. I trust by the video and what you've seen tonight, and it's impossible to be able to present uh, you know, accurately, completely uh, all that is being done, but I trust that you've been encouraged uh, as you see what has been accomplished and the great uh, progress that has been made uh, thus far. Just a few updates uh, for you, things that have moved on since uh, the video was actually put together. As you know, the, the Fosters are now here uh, home in Northern Ireland. Uh, they felt that the the Lord had led them to return uh, to Northern Ireland. As a board, we want to thank them sincerely uh, for their labours in Uganda. It's good for you in the video tonight uh, just to see something of what they were able to do, our brother Andrew uh, especially, with all of his building gifts and talents. And as a board, we want to wish them uh, God's richest blessing for the future. Remember Miss uh, McAfee, uh, she was here on furlough. Uh, during the past year, she had to break up her furlough uh, just because of circumstances on the field and the need to be there uh, to help to carry on the work. But uh, her furlough was a very encouraging time, and we're thankful to you for the, the very generous support that you give to her sister. Do keep her uh, in mind with regard to your financial giving as well. Uh, I think it would be an understatement to say that Miss McAfee has a heavy workload uh, remember that there's no minister on the ground at present, so she's also helping to oversee the church, the running of the whole mission station, 
the administration of the NGO, the non-governmental organisation. The board has re- uh, registered there in Uganda. And at the close of the school year, the school year finished uh, there at the end of November. They're now on their long holiday, uh, December and January. There was 436 children uh, enrolled in the school. We have had uh, as much as almost uh, 450. The number increased at the beginning of this year after uh, the COVID uh, pandemic. So do pray for Miss McAfee. She'll be there at Emmanuel over the Christmas and New Year period. So do pray for her that she'll know the Lord's uh, presence and encouragement. As you've seen, the Emmanuel Church is a very busy outreach centre. This year they've been doing outreach uh, in the local towns and villages. There's 10 of them that they go round in Rota every Friday afternoon, hold an open air Uh, give out gospel literature. That has been very encouraging. Miss McAfee has two uh, VBSs uh, planned for uh, this holiday period, one next week in Emmanuel, and then another one in January uh, out in one of the rural areas uh, down beside where they're building uh, a very large Roman Catholic uh, church. We have been sending out preachers uh, to supply the pulpit uh, there at Emmanuel, so remember that. There will be more that will be sent out Uh, next year from February on. As the school is now closed, uh, we're uh, having preachers visit on a Sunday morning via Zoom. We did that during the pandemic uh, very successfully. Uh, So over this period now, up until the end of uh, January, uh, there's going to be different preachers uh, speaking to the the congregation from Northern Ireland uh, using the facility of Zoom. So pray for each of those services and the brethren that will will minister. In answer to prayer, uh, we've urged you to pray for labourers, and the Lord is already answering that prayer. There's a, a great need for many more. We'd like to reach out into the community, see other churches established. But the Reverend Ray Kerskadden has been called of God to uh, the Emmanuel Church. His application has been accepted by the board and by the presbytery. He's now doing deputation in order to raise the needed finance. Remember that that's always a condition that's placed upon the acceptance by the presbytery that each candidate raises their own support. When he comes to Hillsborough, do come to hear our brother. It's quite a tremendous story of uh, how the Lord called him and how long ago the Lord was working on his heart uh, with regard to the work there in Uganda. So pray for uh, the Kerskadden family as they plan. In the will of the Lord, they'll be going out uh, there next summer. The primary registration that we applied for has now been granted. That's a cause for praise. It took about 18 months uh, for it to come through. They talk about African time. So it was a long wait on the registration uh, being granted. We're now planning to apply for secondary school registration in the new year. It's a similar process. Uh, We'll need to employ five more teachers. There's a minimum uh, requirement there as far as the number of teachers that is needed. So that'll be an additional cost, and there'll be some building work that will be required. Uh, We're expecting to have to build another uh, toilet block just to accommodate uh, all of the people on site. If you think of the number of children and staff, there's almost 500 uh, people on site there on campus uh, every day. So pray the Lord will prosper uh, that application. The Literature Project has been a blessing. Literature has been shipped. And more went out uh, last summer whenever uh, Dr. Campbell and Miss Elizabeth Edwards went out last summer. 
generally allowed two suitcases, so we gave plenty of extra material that they could fill their second uh, suitcase with. So that's been used very, very uh, effectively. The mains electric has also been installed. Just think when you go home tonight, what life would be like without electric, especially in the wintertime. Uh, relying on solar and the solar cutting out because of the demand on it or maybe getting up in the morning to find that the solar batteries had gone flat overnight and no electric first thing in the morning and having to put on like a little tradesman's generator in order to boost up the batteries to get a wee bit of electric until uh, the sun came out on a campus of three acres and over 400, nearly 500 people on site. So that has been a tremendous step forward made a great difference uh, to get the mains electric connected. Uh, Mr. Kyle Wenlock, Mr. Richard Foster led the team. Uh, we appreciate all that they did. Uh, you imagine rewiring an entire school campus uh, in order to make it ready for uh, mains electric. They went out in the February of 2020, did the first part of that first phase. Miss McAfee asked them when they would return. You know the witty fellas that they were. Said, well, we'll be back by Christmas. But they didn't anticipate uh, an international pandemic. In fact, it took them two years. Uh, They intended to be back before that summer, but it was a two-year period uh, before they returned. The next project is to put hot water into the missionary accommodation. There is no hot water. So now that the mains electric is in, uh, that's what Kyle and Richard and the team are now working on. They're planning to go out again, God willing, uh, at, uh, next April, just after uh, Easter. So pray the Lord will prosper that uh, work. There's ongoing projects. We, we have some other projects uh, on the horizon as well. There's an opportunity for tradesmen to go out. So if you'd like to be involved in some of those uh, work teams, make that known to us. As here, so it is there, costs are increasing. The figure that came up on the screen, uh, £1,000 a week to run the school. Uh, It's at least twice that now, particularly with all the increase in costs that has taken place internationally uh, during this past year. Food prices there have risen dramatically, just as they have here uh, back at home. And the fact that uh, more staff is needed and salaries are increasing because of inflation uh, inflation in Uganda uh, for next year is anticipated to be 10.7%, and food inflation is at 27%. Uh, so there's uh, ongoing costs uh, continually. Uh, we made mention of the sponsorship uh, program, £120 per year. That's going to be increasing in the new year to £140 uh, per child. That's the first increase. Uh, that has been introduced to the sponsorship in uh, six years uh, since we took over the running of the school. And it's just a reflection of the increase in costs and the challenges that we're uh, facing in that regard. So we have some of the flyers uh, with us tonight that give you the details. It has the price, the current price, the £120 per year on. But remember, that's going up uh, in uh, the new year. And remember that all sponsors do have that a newsletter uh, that is sent out. If you'd like to sponsor a child or children, and we encourage you to consider that, uh, it's a great ongoing need that we have, and it's a 
very important means of uh, regular and steady income uh, for the school there. Do, do take one of the flyers and contact Mrs. Glenda Graham uh, down at the Mission Board office, and her details is uh, found on the flyer as well. We have copies of the prayer card. Uh, remember to pray. Uh, take this, place it in a prominent position to remind you of the ministry there, and we encourage you, plead with you, uh, lift it up before the Lord. There is a little covenant slip. Uh, you can covenant to the school, send a regular amount every month, the same as you would do for a missionary. And the flyers that we mentioned in the film, we have, we have some of those with us uh, as well. If you'd like to send a one-off gift down to the mission board uh, office for any aspect of uh, the work. But sincere thanks for the opportunity to be with you tonight. We, we appreciate all your interest and support. And we thank the minister uh, also for the opportunity this evening. Thank you. I want to thank the Reverend Macmillan for being here tonight. It's been a blessing and an encouragement to our hearts to hear and to see of the progress of the work there in Uganda. We're grateful to the Lord for that, and we're grateful to our brother for coming along tonight and to update us. And we've been well informed, and I want you to take that information away with you tonight, and I want you to pray for the work in Uganda and those prayer points that have been left uh, before us this evening. I'm just going to go over one or two other prayer points that uh, you can take home with you tonight. We want you to remember the different aspects of the work of God here, and do remember especially this coming Lord's Day uh, with the family services, with the children, and with the young people. Do also remember those who are led aside at this time, uh, we mention those who are in hospital. Uh, Mrs. Anne English is in Craigavon Area Hospital uh, with a chest infection and would certainly appreciate our prayers. Also, our sister Pearl Walsh is still in the Royal. She is through the surgery to repair her hip and she hopes to be transferred very soon to the Lagan Valley Hospital. We're also grateful that Mrs. Jean Campbell uh, has been able to get home from the care home and we're thankful to the Lord for that answer to prayer. Do please remember uh, the various works and the wider witness of our church and denomination that the Lord would bless in these days. So we're just going to turn to a closing hymn together and it's the hymn number 75 from our hymn book. And after we sing this hymn together, we would ask our brother, Mr. Desi Wilson, that he would bring our meeting to a close in prayer. Our brother and his wife are the Missionary Council representatives here from Hillsborough. And we'll ask Desi just to commit our way to the Lord in prayer. And we do thank you once again for being here tonight. And we trust that the Lord will grant traveling mercies as we travel home.